Good morning, Cajun Nation. Welcome into the preview for the Georgia Southern Eagles. Matt here, the older Matt. Got Jerry with me. Can talk about the game. Good morning. Rise and shine. Game day, baby. Always a great day in the fall on game day. Especially with this weather outside, huh? Absolutely. So, obviously, we play in a few hours. Anything stand out to you, Jerry, we need to talk about off the top? Well, first of all, um, we have to get over it. It's weird because uh, it seems like uh, Paulson Stadium has sort of become the home away from home for the Cajuns the way they've played. Uh, they're 2-0. and um, They won their first matchup down there in 2016, won their second matchup in 2019, and uh, they're favored by pretty much almost two touchdowns to win a third time this year. Uh, in spite of that, um, you know, we, we got this little tidbit on one of the message boards by our good friend, Mr. Jay Walker, said that since 1981, when Georgia Southern revived the program, they are 204 and 42 at Paulson Stadium. So there's a huge home field advantage there. And in spite of that, the Cajuns uh, have a chance to go 3-0 and there today. Give them, uh, they have two of those, lo- uh, Georgia Southern has two of those losses out of those 42 losses in, uh, oh, I don't know, 40 years. <laughs> so that's interesting to say the least. That's a wild stat. And I don't care what level of football you play. If you win at five times the clip that you lose at home, I mean, that's that's noteworthy. This is why I'm in the camp that doesn't think we're walking in there and just dominating. I, I don't really care how good they are. They obviously have some sort of a home field advantage. Look, they're, they're injured. They run the option, that triple option. And I know we've talked about it. Roos's option is a little bit different and more modernized, but it's going to be discipline, assignment football. They have the home field crowd. They're ready for us. They are, I mean, you know, Danny said he hates to use the term, you know, must-win game, but it is a must-win game. It's a back-against-the-wall the game. Um, I know the number has moved from 10 to, what is it, 13 and a half now? Yeah, yeah, it's so, right at two touchdowns. So a lot of money going in on, on the Cajuns, but I'm just telling you, I think that's too, much, too many points, and I think it's going to be a dogfight today. Well, anytime you play an option team in general, whether it's a triple option team, you play a team who runs the wishbone, that type of offense is so unique that a lot of times, you know, a week to prepare for that or even nine days like the Cajuns have had, is it's it's a short amount of time. Um, you know, Georgia Tech under Paul Johnson used to run that offense, and it was very difficult for even the best of the best in the ACC to prepare for it. Now, if you noticed when they were playing bowl games, if you had a month or so to prepare it was a little bit easier and you can see teams adjust, but it's kind of the same factors here. Um, It's difficult to prepare for an offense like that because they throw so many things at you at one time. Plus uh, like Danny said, Georgia Southern has their backs against the wall. And also it's the conference opener. The conference opener sort of starts a new season in in, in many ways, even though they've played, uh, you know, three or four games already. Well, three for us. And of course I think they've uh, Georgia Southern has played three as well. But, um, you know, when, when you when you go into a game like this on the road with a team with that type of home field advantage and, you know, look, the Cajuns have a target on their back. You know, they're 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 the they're their early favorites to win the Sunbelt West again. Uh, they were they're right outside the top 25. You know, one of the polls had them getting votes. So that's an attractive get for Georgia Southern as far as 
preparation and a team that they could, they feel that not only they can beat, but can, can kind of turn their early season woes around. You win this game and that's huge with, uh, as far as getting momentum going forward. So the Cajuns are going to have to be on their P's and Q's. Um, and I have, I have no doubt that, that Billy Napier and his team are prepared for today, but this is one of those games that even though you may look at it on the schedule and go, Oh, that, that could be a, that should be a win. Uh, you, you don't want to take this uh, Georgia Southern team lightly. I agree. I think you can build a season off of a win like this. A good thing about it is Billy growing up in the SoCon. He's very familiar with Georgia Southern and the way that they expect to win. And he knows the environment very well. I think that if you, if you look at the game and you kind of dissect the matchups with units, uh, obviously it helps that we're about as healthy as we've been in two years on the defensive line. We get Sonny Hazard back uh, last week. I think he'll play more reps today. Uh, you're going to see them be able to sub in and out, and we'll, we'll have a little more depth with him being back and, and probably 100% for the first time this season. Um, one thing that, that obvi- people haven't really talked about, and, and we still don't really know the health of, of Farad, but having Farad back today gives me some confidence because, look, every snap it's going to be, where are you? Are you are you where you're supposed to be? Are you taking on your man? Are you taking on your zone? Are you staying home? That's that's the way the option ends up getting you death by a thousand cuts. So having the veterans back and in place makes me feel good. At the same time, he hasn't played a lot of reps this year because of the injury. You know, we don't have a ton of film on Tomlin. I know he's been in the program for a couple of years and he he sat behind Shy Wirtz and he knows the offense fine, but we as a, as a team and really the, the country doesn't have a ton of film film on Justin Tomlin. So we know he's going to run. We know that he is capable of throwing the ball, but are they going to bring in a cam ransom to throw sometimes? Are they going to, are they going to have wrinkles in the playbook? I think they will obviously, but are they going to use his arm to, uh, you know, attack the secondary? That's going to be something that uh, it's, it, it's really unknown until the game starts. And you know, that Lunsford's going to throw the kitchen sink at us. Yeah, and, and no, you're exactly right. I mean, look, this game is a perfect game for Farad to come back. It's a perfect game to have Sonny Hazard back. It's a perfect game to have Zion Hill back. I mean, you need all of the ammunition ready to go, locked and loaded today because of this type of offense that we're facing. Uh, one thing that Georgia Southern does with that option offense is they they can exploit the edges. I mean, that, Justin Tomlin pulled off, what, an 80-yard run last week against uh, – or it was a touchdown run against uh, Arkansas State for doing, I mean, Arkansas, I'm sorry, <laughs> Arkansas for doing just that. Now, granted, uh, the good news is, is Georgia Southern guys like Justin Tomlin don't play defense. Uh, Georgia Southern has given up a lot of points through these three games. Um, they really, and, and offensively, they're still trying to find that identity. Uh, when you lose a guy like Shy Wirtz, it's, it's, it's a heavy thing. Um, and, I think that actually works to the advantage of the Cajuns. But again, like you said, you're still playing that scheme. You have to be on your P's and Q's to, to, to expose that scheme. And if you don't, it can be a long day. Um, I, I, my, my thing is, is as long as the Cajuns can do what they did last week, especially in the second half, establish a run game, uh, you know, play, play well with the passing game. If Levi can, can roll out, throw on the rollout, you know, and have some good vision downfield. I think offensively we should, we should hold our own. Um, so I, I, I think if you're able to, to just expose the fact that their, their youth is still showing offensively, there shouldn't be a problem for the Cajuns today. But if you let Justin Tomlin do what he wants to do, 
And then on top of that, like you said, they're throwing the football a lot more than they usually do. And you get faked out by those play actions or you leave a guy open on a wheel route. Then that's when, when all hell can break loose. But, but I think, I think Patrick Tony is going to have those guys ready. I think uh, having Zion back, having Farad back and Sonny back, that's going to be a huge help, but you know, the Cajuns are going to have to be ready to go and on edge defensively to, uh, to be able to stop that offense. Offensively, the Cajun offensive attack today is very interesting to me because look, Georgia Southern's the offense of the, the uh, I'm sorry, the strength of their team is their defensive line and their defensive front seven. Now, obviously we mentioned injuries, they have cluster injuries on, on the line, the linebacking core and defensive line. They're replacing Ray Johnson, stalwart. We all know his name, but they have capable guys that have played plenty of games, lots of snaps. They they are still the core and the strength of the team. We would love to see Levi get on track in the passing game, especially against a secondary that continues to give up chunk plays. I would love to see us go over the top, and you know we talk about it all the time. We'll go over the middle. Uh, attack the scene. We want to see that. I wonder if Billy is going to be reticent to do that, considering that they're going to get after the passer. That's what they were going to try to do, at least. Um, what do you think? Uh, and this is another thing I wanted to, to say. Montreal Johnson got four touchdowns last week and had a great game. You know, was was basically unstoppable in the second half. We didn't talk a lot about Imani Bailey, who had some very nice moments in that game. Um, showed how capable of a runner he is, showed that he can carry the load. He had some tough yardage. He had some open open field yardage where he made people look silly, you know, something like an Elijah McGuire, that type of runner. I, I kind of look to, to see Imani Bailey run wild. I, I, I think that that's going to be a big part of the plan today. Uh, but what do you think about going over the top, and, and what do you think about the, the ability of Georgia Southern to get after the passer? Well, I think the main thing about Georgia Southern secondary is, like you said, they really, not to be mean, but they haven't really been that impressive. Uh, this is one of those games where you really want to be able to expose that. Now, granted, if you look at the last few seasons, uh, whether it's 2019 or last year, we've beaten them with the run game. Uh, 2019, you know, Elijah Mitchell and Trey Regis, um, I mean, they, the, the, the entire second half and Paulson back then, I mean, they carried the weight there. Now, granted, but here's the thing, though. This is where it gets interesting. Even though we the run game carried us, Levi made some great throws on third downs. He made a few big plays that 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 passed to Bam Jackson to start start the game in 2019 and set the tone. Yes, that's huge. Agreed. You're going to need to do some of that stuff today. Um, last year, uh, offense did not play well, but same thing. Levi made some decent throws up the middle. The run game did what they were supposed to do, or they did what they were supposed to do at certain times. Uh, so, so I think today you're still going to see sort of that balanced attack. Now it's really just about execution. Um, and and again, you have to set the tone on the road at a place like that because again, you let Georgia Southern get one or two plays, and and, and to the point where it takes advantage of you. That's when the crowd's going to get into it, and that's when Paulson Stadium's reputation precedes them. That's when it starts to get hard. So. You want to definitely make those plays uh, as far as going over the top, like you said, dude. I mean, I, we've got the receiving core. You know, uh, we've got the offensive line. Levi's getting good protection. Time to sling it, man. Just sling it. And, and I think uh, this secondary would be, like I said, they're not they're not world beaters. Um, this would be a good game to to get a little passing attack going, and then of course establish the run game and spread the wealth a little bit amongst the three guys in the backfield. 
Well, we know that he's going to try to run it regardless, come hell or high water. We're going to try to run it. So I, I think that you made a good point, and, and people really need to understand that this is very important. Keep the crowd out of the game. Walk yes. in there, step on their yes. neck, and keep it, keep it there. I mean, you let those people get rabid and into the game. I don't care who you are. That is going to affect your football team. So go in there. Don't give them an opportunity to start getting rowdy and just – Take care of business over and over and over. Stay on schedule, four or five yards on first down. I think that that's how you kind of play that monotonous game that you want to play and just methodically beat them over and over every snap. You know, that if, you, if thing, the crowd is involved, look, we don't, unless there's a turnover fest, it's going to be sunny 79 at kickoff. There shouldn't be any weather issues. The crowd, if we keep the crowd out of it, that shouldn't be an issue. Just go in there and snap after snap, beat them. And one thing on top of that, one thing to add on what you just said about beating the crowd and, you know, setting the tempo is time of possession. When you play a team that runs that triple option offense, that's how they beat you, man. They wear you down with that time of possession. They, they do those play actions, they fake it and they throw you off. And that's how they break the spirit of defenses. If the Cajuns are able to beat them at their own game and look, we've got the offense to do that with our rushing attack. If we're the ones able to milk clock and keep their offense off the field, and still methodically able to move the ball down the field and score, that that could be a huge uh, backbreaker for Georgia Southern. Um, you know, a lot of times when you play these option teams, whether it's one of the military academies or, you know, a team like a Georgia Southern, and you're able to beat them on time of possession, that's when it becomes scary. That's when it becomes scary for us and, and more dangerous to them because now you're beating them at their own game. You're getting them out of their element. So I think that's also important too. I hope that uh, Billy, when he calls his plays today, is able to you know create methodical drives. What we're not doing, no, look, don't get me wrong. I love the one play 75 yard touchdown drives, but if we're getting eight or nine yards of play, this is the game to do it against a Georgia Southern team that you know with that style of offense they run, you keep them off the field. And time of possession goes into being able to run the football. That's what they're going to try to do. Yeah, and they no have, doubt. The, the Georgia Southern has never beaten an FBS football team when they've been outrushed. So, uh, look, the, the, the formula is simple. Go out there and take care of the football. Don't turn it over and keep it. If you, I mean, even yeah. if we break even, we've done, in my, in my view, if we can be, you know, 30-30 uh, or 50%, we will win the game. We will, if we can control the clock half of the time, we will win the game. That points to execution in the running game and being able to, you know, like you said, hit somebody over the top. Good thing is, is Mike Jefferson has shown he's a big, deep threat. Uh, John Stevens Jr. can catch the ball over the top. He's done that a few times. We have the pieces. We, on paper, are a much better football team. If this game was in Lafayette, I think we win by three scores. Uh, but, yeah. But yeah, the road matters. Right. The road matters. But look, I think before we get out of here, I want to say this. Keep your eye on Reese Burns and Kenny Almendaris. Kenny has been rock solid this year. I mean, think about all the big field goals he's already made. He, he looks yeah. to be dialed. I think he plays a key piece in this game, and I think Reese will help flip the field and, and do the intangibles that we need to win a game like this on the road. Yeah, you want to flip the field. I mean, anytime you go on the road, you want to flip the field and you want to make your field goals like Kenny Almondaris. If you're able to go into an intense environment and you go on a, a long drive and you need those three points, you know, this is one of those days to do it. Um, and so I and then look, I have full faith in both. I mean, Kenny, outside of that one long kick that he basically or barely hooked, you know, they, they've done both he and Reese have done a fantastic job playing each of their role um, with the special teams and 
and helping us out there. So I'm not worried about that as much. Again, I'm more, it's all up to me. It's more about, you know, being able to beat Georgia Southern at their own game, hold on to the ball. Don't make goofy mistakes on the road and keep that crowd out of it. Keep the crowd out of it too. Uh, you're able to do that. I think we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a fun matchup. I'm very excited. Again, Cajuns are two and zero at Paulson. And but but yet it's it's different this time because Georgia Southern have they have their back they had they had they got their backs against the wall, um, you know like Danny said the other day they lose this game they're one and three and now they have to come out and you know still face the Coastal Carolinas the, the App States and um, you know really try to turn their season around as their schedule gets tougher so um, but I, but I'm I'm feeling good about today I really am. Jerry appreciate you hopping on man look it's always fun to talk football always talk good to talk cajun football so we'll be looking yes, out sir. game time at five o'clock everybody be tuned in go get a w on the road and uh let's keep the season marching along in a positive direction let's do this hi jerry see you